0: Welcome to the Comic Syllabus Podcast, um, where we read widely and dig deep in the world of comics and graphic novels. I'm Paul, uh, one of your co-hosts, and uh, Johnny. Hey. Yeah, I'm Johnny. How you doing, Paul? <laughs> that was a beautiful I'm intro. I'm No, that's not you. That's me, man. Um, on this episode, we talk Ben Passmore, Sports is Hell from Koyama Press, plus our newly titled Picks and Shovels segment where Johnny and I talk about what we're reading and maybe what we will read with you. So thank you for joining us uh, on the MultiversityComics.com network of podcasts. Multiversity Multiversity Comics is a site where you can uh, find all kinds of great comics reviews and uh, interviews with creators and, uh, you know, talk about comics-related TV movies, all kinds of business, as well as a great family of podcasts that really cover the gamut of stuff that's out there, including what we try to do here. So um, listen in for some commercial breaks. And, you know, as far as our show, uh, we really, really appreciate and enjoy your feedback and interaction about what we talk about. Um, so subscribe and, and rate and review and do all that podcast business. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't uh, at least mildly aware of how this <laughs> stuff works. Um, but we we love your feedback. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about some of our recent reads, and then we will dive into Sports is Hell. (laughs) Let's get into it.
1: Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow on iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. (laughs) All
0: right. Thanks, Mike and Greg. (laughs) Um, uh, Johnny, we have now titled... uh, This is the ceremony. uh, We've titled our segment about what we're reading, Picks and Shovels. This was on your suggestion, but I love it. So what the heck were you thinking when you decided to... To offer that uh, idea,
1: uh, it was a really corny, just play on play on words. You're always talking about digging deep. Yep. And I figured, uh, what better way to dig deep than get out the picks and shovels? And uh, since this is our comic picks or whatever we're picking yeah. to read, uh, I just thought it was fitting. But not, not bad. Believe me, it is cheesy. So <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind a hey, little uh, cheese here on the on the bottom.
0: No, I'm always good for double entendre. No, <laughs> there's really, that's kind of single on top. Single on top, yeah, um, for sure. But I, I like it too because, yeah, it is about digging deep. I'm not going to lie. Every time I say it, I think about picking noses. It's just in my, <laughs> images pop in my head. Um, I'm very sorry, deep. maybe. We... <laughs> um, but I think it's a great idea because I do think like, you know, part of what I enjoy about our, our discussions is we're kind of excavating the world of comics It it, it as like a representation of, you know, culture, society, thoughts, whatever. And so Picks and Shovels feels to me like, you know, it's a little bit of cultural archaeology work we're trying to do here. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, um, yeah, I want to know about what you've been reading. I have some things that I've been reading and it's cool doing this because actually... You know, these days, Johnny, I, as I read, I do think about talking to you about the things I'm reading, and I like that. It's actually kind of fun, like, reading things going, huh, I wonder what I'd say to Johnny about this. So,
1: Oh, well, you know, <laughs> as long as I've been listening, as you know, as a fan of the pod, I've always wanted to have a dialogue with you about, you know, you know digging deep about what you've been reading so yeah it's it's been one of the privileges of of <laughs> you know recent memory and recent uh history that that i've been able to to actually chat with you so yeah 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 but but as far as what i've been reading yeah. um you know um nancy is comics i believe other people <laughs> have said and uh for Christmas this year, I got the uh, collection of Nancy uh, Olivia James's Nancy comics uh, as a Christmas gift and though I've already read most of it um, you know in digital form, uh, it's uh, really been a lot of fun to uh, go back and uh, peruse some of my old favorite uh, comics um, for those of you who don't know you know mm-hmm. Nancy. Is uh, Ernie Bushmiller's, you know, famous uh, strip about the uh, eponymous Nancy, a kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, I, just, I don't know if bratty is the is the term I'd use, but definitely <laughs> rambunctious. Yes. Uh, uh, elementary school girl and her friend, friend yep. slash uh, boyfriend Sluggo, Sluggo <laughs> and the uh, and their misadventures. And what I really yep. love about. Uh, Olivia James's tenure on the book is the, um, or on the strip mm-hmm. is the, uh, the, um, kind of the, the flourishing of the world around her, especially mm. the, the, the teachers and yeah. the, and, and, uh, Aunt Fritzy mm-hmm. have both been given a lot more depth, I believe, yeah. or as much depth as a three panel cartoon can give a character, but <laughs> uh it's just such a fun book, so wildly mm-hmm. inventive. For the mm-hmm. you know, for those who are not familiar with the Bush Miller strip, he did a lot of like yeah. fourth wall breaking and really yeah. just really just teaching the audience, uh yeah. certainly yeah. at the time, what comics can be capable of. Yeah. yeah. And how they they differ from other forms of storytelling. And Olivia mm-hmm. James really carries on that spirit mm-hmm. where previous maybe incarnations in between Bushmiller and James did not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, I recommend it to anybody.
0: Uh, yeah, just a fun, yeah. fun little read. Yeah, I mean, folks haven't read How to Read Nancy by Paul Karasik. and uh, Paul Kerseck, yeah, yeah. blanket on the other, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you, you know, you got to read Nancy if you're any in any way comics, you know, interested in comics theory or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it was actually so perfect that this very unique and fresh voice, and I think a lot of it is also contextualizing Nancy in the, in the worries of today and the concerns of today.
1: For sure. Um,
0: I'm curious if you read Nancy, if it's a different experience reading it in a block as a book, because I, you know, I get it on a daily drip through, you know, go comics or whatever, you know, as I talked about last week, but what's it like in a book?
1: Uh, It's, it's funny because um, the strips don't last too long. If there is a storyline in the strip, it doesn't last very long. It's not like Mm. Calvin and Hobbes where the, the, uh, well, oh, the um, I'm trying to think of the the box that he made that duplicates himself. I mean, that oh, lasted yeah, yeah, yeah. for months, you know, yeah. Not, yeah, that doesn't seem to last very long. And nothing seems to last very long in the Nancy comic. Mm. Mm. And as such, I really tend to find myself only reading a handful of pages at a time just yeah. because it's it's, uh, you know, it's just a three panel strip and I can just come and go as I please. And so yeah. it's not yeah. a book that I really want to, like, dive into because I yeah. find myself done in.
0: A half right. hour or so, right, 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 right. And
1: I, I kind of want to savor savor the strips because they they go. are worth it for sure.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I it, it it strikes me that I read Nancy um on a screen because I think a lot of the sort of version of fourth wall breaking that you know Olivia James's modern Nancy is about is about sort of like existing on and off the screen. You know, like you know. Nancy is really wry about her social media presence Mm -hmm. or like whatever or or the curation of an image you know but like satirizes pokes fun at that a lot and uh, I I find myself conscious that like I'm laughing but in the way that I laugh at like memes on Twitter and then our whole online offline existence blurring is really a um, you know something we live with today so
1: yeah yeah it's I I really appreciate the, the contemporary aspect of you know, she she isn't she isn't uh, making Nancy look any different than right. she did in 1940 or <laughs> right, whatever. Right. But uh, you know, with her and Sluggo both carrying like you know cell phones and yeah. and riding on hoverboards and yeah. <laughs> and with selfie sticks and etc. Yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera, uh, it does have a a unique feel for comics, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: It would be fun to talk Nancy sometime. Yeah, oh, I'd yeah. love
1: to dig into the "How to Read Nancy" book for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compare that with uh, with what James is doing. No, for sure. Cool. What else has been on your uh, on your on your? Stack? I think it's your turn. I think. It's okay, we, I like we, yeah. this. we trade back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on quite a different, but no, but maybe not that different from Nancy. I just read um, "Commute" by Aaron Williams. Do you know this book? No. So it came out late twenty nineteen. Um and I'm turning around to pick it up right now. Um, but um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a graphic novel. And Aaron Williams has, uh, is like a writer and illustrator and um, has written a book like The Big Fat the big fat Activity Book for Pregnant People and The Big Activity Book for Anxious <laughs> People. Um, Interesting. And Commute, it's, um, it's subtitled An Illustrated Memoir of Female Shame. And I actually have been holding on to this book for a long time. It came out from Abrams last year. And okay. I've been holding on to this for a long time. Um, I started it and it looked really compelling, and I just didn't finish it, you know. And so I was like, "Oh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I need to finish this." So it's a, um, it's an account kind of of like a typical day in the life in her commute, but she really then reaches back into some memories of and ex- and her experiences and her perspectives of you know, essentially being a woman in, in mm. the modern world. You know, uh, a woman in the city and experiences of kind of like male gaze of her body of of um sex you know uh, memories of sexual assault um and 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 digs deep into that um is very honest and very confessional about um you know alcoholism past relationships but winds up becoming a um yeah just a very hmm, like a very like bracingly honest um set of like you know, uh, uh, you know, like I said, like confessions, and also like, you know, I don't know, stances is the right word, but like statements and, and a lot of like, um, in a way, like a a voicing of, of an affirmative self, when, as a woman, um, she describes, you know, just the, the, the ways that your body becomes objectified, or the ways that like different people view you, and, what is going on in your own head what is reality um, things you know uh, the experience of, of of sexual assault and even some of the grayness of it and so as a kind of honest um, look look at that from from a person's experience and perspective and it does sort of have an emotional and 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 sort of like um, arc of maturation you know um, mm-hmm it's uh, a even though it's just kind of the thoughts that come along this one commute um yeah it just it 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 challenged me in 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 the good way in the way that we like when we're reading yeah yeah
1: the cover seems really strike or is looks really striking and i i feel like you know when you're dealing with uh a a book about the male gaze and 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 sexual assault like a book that Shows that graphically can probably have a pretty profound effect, maybe more so than just words. I think that's a yeah, yeah, it feels like it seems like something that uh maybe has a, a more uh intense effect
0: on the yeah, reader, absolutely. And it makes you think about the affordances of graphic memoir. Um, there's For sure. a, Kristen Radke, who I forgot the title of her book, but if imagining wanting only this, but you know, from maybe yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. Of years ago wrote a piece in The Guardian, um, kind of commenting on this book, but also other graphic memoirs or, or you know, works of graphic literature that are really about, you know, um, particularly women artists being able to, you know, think about, wrestle with the mm-hmm. notion of our embodiment through graphic representation. And sometimes, you know, using exaggeration or using, you know, different ways that from Aline kaminsky Crumb to, you know, to, to this coming out that, You represent that, um, yeah. Just a lot of complexities, Mm -hmm. and I'm still I'm still chewing on the book. I'm still mulling on like what I what I learned from it. You know, definitely there is like so many things that we've we we are aware of and and have experienced. Like uh, a sense that like the (laughs) the number of stories written from from other perspectives is is vast. It makes up what we think of as stories, and so that sense that there are these um narratives stories accounts perspectives that like wow this is <laughs> this is half the world you know this is like yeah, yeah. most people and we don't uh, we we rarely get to sort of see this amount of depth um and uh, we too rarely and i think it's a yeah and it's just super interesting and absorbing yeah i like her art style it looks, uh, a lot of full page mm-hmm. art yeah, yeah 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 and i think she's kind of more of a well, she's more of, like, the illustrator graphic novelist mm-hmm. than yeah. um, sort of, like, traditional paneled comics kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what else is on uh, on your table? Well, on uh, uh, a
1: <laughs> very less profound uh, <laughs> uh, tip, I've been digging through, also a Christmas gift, uh, digging through Grunt, the art and unpublished comics of James Stokoe from huh. DC, or from Dark Horse, Dark came out uh, last year. Okay, Uh, I'm a huge James Stokoe fan. Yeah, and he's got just such an intense art style. Very Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, uh, detailed art, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's really fun to see his process. And they Mm -hmm. they do uh, not only do they um, print a couple full length stories. Uh They also just kind of go into a lot of uh, like uh little process pieces
0: and nice. Uh, I love that stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's just such a great book to you, I could just sit on certain pages for for a while, you know. And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just let the you know, let your eye wander and yeah. that's always fun to me in comics. Just just sitting with a piece rather than, you know nice. a very simple image and then yep. move. Yeah, but Stoko has has just such a wonderful like kooky you know, just weird, uh, you know, line and aesthetic, aesthetic is good, is a good word. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, that's been a lot of fun.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I
1: wish there was maybe a little more interviews with him in particular, uh, Mm -hmm. about his processes, but Mm -hmm. I'll settle for more art pages as well. So
0: (laughs) I like trying to talk about art books, you know, because, you know, then you're not overly relying on like evaluating a narrative or something and yeah. it kind of forces us to talk about art which is
1: yeah, yeah not, and not and usual. stoko uh <clears throat> while i love his art his stories are always you know just kind of like in you know more in service of the art rather than the other way around you know <laughs> it's like how can i draw this giant you know turtle with a city <laughs> on his back or whatever right 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 what what, what narrative excuse can i give to (laughs) to do this and it doesn't always make sense and it doesn't have to and that's kind of what what's great about art yeah absolutely
0: absolutely yeah yeah i i you know on that stoko note and and maybe there's some affinities in the style i finally read um wonder woman dead earth you know which again like we talked about last time i've been sitting on for a while and daniel warren johnson has a similar like you know like reminds me of jeff darrow you know and and Artists yeah. that you look at and you just go like, wow! How long did that take you to draw oh. on that much minute detail? You know, um, yeah. Dan yeah. And Warren
1: man. and Daniel Warren Johnson seems to have like a really uh, prolific output as far as quantity. Oh, yeah. He's not like Stoko, who seems to be really, um, oh, uh, uh, deliberate. You know, mm-hmm. is uh, not as much output. Uh, but yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson, his, you know, he seems to be really. Uh, cranking out books and which is great for audiences who love them and i certainly do
0: yeah but yeah Uh, i
1: i I read uh dead earth i think we talked about it last week on the Mm -hmm. pod Mm -hmm. and yeah it's such a fun book did you enjoy it
0: yeah yeah I, i kept thinking on you know while i was reading it this is uh um you know of course the artistically it's like really um I don't know, like, eye-catching is not the right word, but you just sort of can't stop staring at it. You know, similar effect to me as Stokoe's work, you could just stare Mm at it for a long, long time. But the kind of story it is, too, which is, you know, end of the, like, post apocalypse end of the world, um, and everybody's sort of scrounging for survival, and kind of reborn into that, or re-emerging from stasis is Wonder Woman. And so Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, like, why Wonder Woman? You know, like, why did they choose to make this story, which is, you know... Quite common but but to put wonder woman at the center of it and I, I wouldn't think that that would be that character but i think that's exactly why you know sort of like this diana being this noble this figure of you know no, nobility and, and a kind of and she's
1: kind of already a person out of time you know that's current. right that's true so
0: to true, even yeah. throw
1: her forward again is another yes. kind of play on that on that dynamism uh yeah, yeah. that she's already you know a, a a traveler out of time. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, while it, uh, you know, there certainly could be any number of, of pe- folks or characters thrown in that. Yeah. It might make more sense. I think Wonder Woman, because her, and uh, maybe it's because of her, her moral grounding,
0: you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being right. such
1: a strong uh, dynamic of her character. Uh, yeah. I think for sure. Th- throwing her against, you know, a time when everyone has lost that. You yeah. know that that moral stance and its moral stance of survival,
0: yeah, showing us yeah. how
1: important morals can be to yeah. our survival, I
0: think is is really important. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it, it's um, it's good. I'm gonna keep reading it, and 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 I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of relieved too that Black Label isn't just gonna be Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. You know, what I mean, I, there's a for space sure. in my in my in my for reading sure. life for that, but a, a more a, more limited space and maybe increasingly limited um i mean i like the jeff lemire question okay um but i i don't know i i would love for a black label to have just a a more wide of a voice but well maybe... you know
1: is uh, last night on earth black label yeah yeah because that kind of tells tells a very similar story uh mm. as far as like you know we're in the future we're yeah. dealing with you know you know society is that the, on the, the, the fringes that's snyder and
0: capullo yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Got it. I haven't read it yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, and I, I really think that uh, of the two that I'm connecting more with with the Wonder Woman book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as much as I like Snyder and Capullo jams, I think yeah. that uh, Warren Johnson is is telling me a story that I kind of want to want to <laughs> hear. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it makes me curious though. I haven't read Last God, uh, but I understand you've been digging into that a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Last God, uh, another Black Label book. We've talked yeah. a lot of Black Label lately, I'm, I'm not a DC guy. That's, that's yeah, yeah, but and Black Label seems to be a, a kind of a weird outlier. It doesn't seem to mm. fit into the line, and I'm I'm kind of curious. Is, yeah, 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 it's a straight mm. up fantasy. It, mm. it has no connection to anything in the DC universe. Sure, and it's and it's high fantasy, dark high fantasy, kind of like the sure.
0: Game of Thrones or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh
0: And New it also York's doesn't have the Frank Miller Snyder, you know, pedigree of creator. I mean I I write yeah, you know, what yeah, are the creators' yeah. names?
1: No, I, off, no, and I should have <laughs> No, it's <all> hard. Right. <laughs> Ricardo we'll it Frederiki sh- Ricardo Frederici is the artist. I'm not sure who the, the writer is. Got it. Uh, but Die. yeah, no, it um, for fans of like really crunchy lore type books. Mm. This mm. is the fantasy book for you, but mm. mm-hmm. uh I I have a feeling that that isn't going to work for everybody. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of th- there's a lot you have to invest. Mm. Uh it's not like Conan where everybody kind of has a sh- Conan shorthand, you know. Uh, okay. He's Sumerian, oh. you know. He's, right. you know, now that, uh Philip Kennedy Johnson, and I oh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cuz I know he's a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Uh we're going to get another email from Philip Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it seems... slide it on the pod, <laughs> but, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of crunch and a lot of, um, mm. lore. So there's a lot of background material, like a lot of, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like narrative, like prose pieces. Now mm-hmm. he does kind of mix it up. Like he does add like songs that add mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. lore that you can learn about the, the universe or the, you know, the, the, the world of this story. Yeah. But, uh, Again, I'm just I'm a huge art guy. Uh, mm-hmm. so uh Frederici's art or, uh, art is just or Federici. Mm. His art is just impressive. I I love uh I love flipping through the pages. Uh, it is a little darker fantasy than I than
0: I like or are mm. drawn to, but mm-hmm. still a lot of fun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll I think unfortunately what it has working against it is just like Maybe there's it's the existence of black label books and it's the side of comics that still feeds that you know that kind of story and it's not bad it's just kind of quantities you know and so it's a really
1: weird fit like I don't know how mm-hmm. it got to DC I don't know mm-hmm. why it was mm-hmm. decided to be put on the black label mm-hmm. I mean it yeah. is violent and I don't yeah yeah I, I don't think there's any sex or. Or curse words that I can think of. Maybe there is, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a. I don't know why Image didn't get this book, or, or mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. IDW or Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. feels like a weird fit. But yeah. I mean, yeah. overall, it's it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying yeah. it so far. I'll probably stick with it for. Cool. I can't imagine it's a an ongoing. It feels like okay. a twelve yeah. issue series or
0: something. Something like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe that's something I check out on the other side of uh of those 12 issues sure sure speaking of 12 issues the last thing uh from this week of reading is uh criminal number 12 came out and um, oh yeah yeah it's i it surprised me i didn't realize that i mean you know they had announced it and worked they you know talked about it being an ongoing i didn't realize that they were and maybe they didn't announce that it was going to end this story arc with a teague lawless you know revisiting uh brubaker and phillips's characters from the you know various runs of criminal in the past and I, you know, I was talking a little bit about the the space in my reading life, the increasingly narrow, oh, I guess I'm, I'm trying to narrow it, you know, like yeah. just, uh, uh, for, for that, that, um, both that kind of like dark fantasy stuff and, and just, mm-hmm. I don't know, the dark male, you know, like, um, <laughs> so criminal though is the kind of thing like, okay, I'm going to open up that space and inhabit that world and just kind of feel again what it feels like to to read that so i actually enjoyed the doses of it that we got over the last 12 months and then just having it wrap up um it's nice and so it wraps up and it wraps up yeah just in ways that still have me i guess questioning my own history and the that line of work in general um not questioning it from a like oh this is no good you know like but just really having to just think about how that that huge body of work that it does so well and represents so well you know the noir the crime mm-hmm. the, that stuff just how that interacts with my thinking about the world right now you know in, in 2020
1: i know that their last book uh now i can't remember the name
0: of it um <laughs> Oh, the was heroes the book? have always been junkies. Is that the one you're thinking of, or no? The, the um, uh, Killer Be Killed maybe.
1: Killer Be Killed, I, that book really kind of like um, sa- I was really sour on that book.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I think
1: I think a lot of that has to do with the worldview. Now it wasn't yeah. really, it wasn't noir. It wasn't playing in noir like yes. Criminal does, but right, right. it is a Brubaker Phillips jam, and and I just right. I didn't need that angry male. Yeah the angry white male voice yeah, um yeah, yeah yeah in any aspect, even if it was a demon or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I you know, they announced that uh, I think they Bru Baker and Phillips also announced an old West like criminal that's books. That's the
0: idea. Yeah, that's next, I think. Yeah. And
1: again, I love, and I, I can't. I know I'm not alone. I love mm-hmm. Rue Raker and Phillips together. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I would
1: love to see them do a romance comic, or a, <laughs> right, or play in the same fields that Fay played in, which was noir, but a little more like Lovecraftian, or mm-hmm. and focus less on like hardboiled detective and more just on mm-hmm. like the the mm-hmm. supernatural. I would love to see them play in other genres because I think mm-hmm. they are such a of a like mind and, and like sensibilities, mm. I think that they could work wonders doing sure. other things. And sure, so it was, yeah. it was a little as much as I love westerns and and Brubaker and Phillips together. Uh, I think I'm with you in that. I, I didn't read this newest uh, mm-hmm. series of Criminal yeah. for that very reason. I just don't. Yeah, I don't, it's not fitting in my life uh, yeah. as far as yeah. reading goes. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I think it's well done. You know, like you can mm-hmm. admire the craft. And then I, I think you can still feel, I feel definitely like, yeah, I, I haven't, I've had enough of this in my yeah. life. <laughs> no disrespect to the work, you know. Are they but, still doing magazine sized or are they, is this Oh, that's size? a good question. I've been reading it digitally. So I think it's normal. Yeah. I think it's, I um, think the last time I read was size. the magazine sized issues and yeah. I love those, I
1: love those big, those big yeah, uh, books, but yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and you know, to in this run they've touched a little bit, a tiny bit on the Hollywood that I think the Fade Out touched on and a oh, tiny cool. bit on the the in, internals of the comics world because you know, they've done, they've done that in the past with Criminal like mm-hmm. relating to the comics creator, but um but mostly dwelling in that kind of like, you know. <laughs> it's in the name of the main character, like that lawless, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. uh yeah, so Yeah, well, um I think uh, I'm looking forward to talking to you about some things that upcoming, um, you know, we chatted a little bit about um, Little Bird, which I haven't read yet, but I heard a lot of good things about last year. But I just want to give a shout out to something that's not out yet for like another month and a half. But I just, you know, um, got to read a preview of um, Dragon Hoops, which is Jean Luen Yang's forthcoming graphic novel and so i just want to encourage listeners to be on the lookout for that i would love to talk to you about that in, uh, in I'm always down come.
1: for some new uh some new gene uh, his <laughs> his uh yeah he's got such a great voice yeah yeah and uh i'm always i'm always there when his yeah. when his new book drops
0: yeah and I, I don't think it gives too much away to say in this book um sometimes by necessity and sometimes by art he brings a lot of his own voice actually and his mm-hmm. voice oh, yeah, is a storyteller. for sure um partly because the story and this is already out there is about um the basketball team and their run of of bishop o'dowd high school right here in oakland um where uh, he taught for many years and so it, himself as a researcher and interviewer and in fact as a teacher at the school comes into play in this telling of the story and that's a fun thing oh great yeah 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 i'll it. Definitely- uh,
1: <clears throat> we'll definitely Sorry, be digging ahead.
0: deep on that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But what do you know about Little Bird? Because it's just um it's intriguing. Mm, nothing. I, I think there's nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Ian Bertram. Yeah. And
1: again, I'm an art guy, so yeah. uh you know, he um uh, oh I'm trying to think of what's the last book that he did, the the Dark Horse book?
0: Hmm. Uh I'm I'm a little stuck. I-
1: I know he also did an issue or two of Zero. Okay, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, but, uh, yeah, but
0: book. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his art, and I like fantasy books. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, I think House there's... of
1: Penance. House of
0: Penance. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't read it, but I, I saw some of that art too. Uh, I like it. It, it, it's given off vibes to me of the, um, you know. I don't know, the use of fantasy in the way that kind of Pretty Deadly does. I know mm-hmm. not it's kind of fantasy western and all kinds of stuff, but a little bit of that. Oh it's definitely really... yeah, it's definitely fantasy. I would I would put yeah. Pretty Deadly in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that'll be it'd be fun to read that and, and, and maybe talk about it here. Yeah,
1: maybe even uh <laughs> checking in with Pretty Deadly uh yes. as well.
0: That's right. The rat, yes. Yeah. I've been following that too, collecting those up. I think I read the first two or three. Yeah. Um, Cool. That sounds fun. Well, um, let's take a little break. Yeah, Sure. And then we'll dive into uh, Ben Passmore, Sports as Hell. Hello. We're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster. A Silent Voice. And Pokemon Adventures. We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump discussing the highs and lows from the viz anthology we've even discussed notable manga adaptations like netflix's death note at the end of each episode we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us we're always open to suggestions for future books as well so join us on the first friday of every month on multiversitycomics.com apple podcasts or your podcatcher of choice
1: yeah so um Yeah, so it was kind of fortuitous that I already had a copy, and I thought I gave it to a friend, but (laughs) apparently I had not.
0: (laughs) Um, We're talking. There it is. We're talking about sports as hell, which uh, Johnny picked up a little while ago from uh, uh, from a silver sprocket booth at uh, CXC. CXC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We uh, we both like Passmore. Am I? I, Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so um I, I don't know. I, I first encountered from your black friend, um, and then we both I think Red Bottom Feeders, uh, written by Ezra Clayton Daniel last year. Um and then this is uh has Passmore's new book out from Koyama. It's about a sixty four page ish type size yep. book. Um yeah, Johnny, do you what what's your uh intro? What's your way into this book?
1: Uh my intro is we just had a Super Bowl on <sighs> <laughs> Sunday of last week. Uh, so yeah, let's let's talk about that because uh, the book sure. is set the night of the Super Bowl,
0: right? In a yeah. in
1: a city not unlike San Francisco, I would say, I would yeah. think it feels yeah. very West Coast. Um, I don't know where is Passmore based out of. Do you oh, that's a good question.
0: Is he in the Bay? I, I don't thought know. It was yeah? No, yeah. maybe I think he's in the East.
1: Yeah, I thought it was. He was Philly, which is yeah. another very that's right. sports-centric town.
0: That's, that's right. That's right. That's right.
1: But it, to me, the book felt very West Coast. And maybe it's just because I had a West Coast state of mind. And mm-hmm. what we're going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, put me in that in that state of mind. But anyway, you know, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl was last week. Yep. The book takes place during the Super Bowl. And... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, man, last week's Super Bowl was insane and all yeah, the surroundings just... around it. It's, you know, I can't believe uh... – uh, the, the yeah.
1: halftime show was crazy.
0: It was nuts. So, so, we're laughing because we're recording this on Saturday before the Super Bowl. We have no idea that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, imploded, uh, literally, scientifically, <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo grew a pair of wings, and uh, it, was wild. it was wild. No, no we don't wild, know what happened. It was a
1: wild. It was a wild. <laughs> all the commercials were insane and funny and <laughs> worthy of our time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: no, this, yeah. the um, I think we we've talked a little bit about uh sports and football yeah. in general, but uh, yeah. you know uh, we both love NBA basketball.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. NFL, as far as the NFL goes, you yeah. know we we both pay attention to it in as much as it is part of the the day our daily lives. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 It's like People who eat things about it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And. And I think we're both coming from the same places. We were both fans of football uh, and kind of tailed off in the last few years. And I think mm. I think may, maybe for many of the same reasons. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, were you a big fan of football? Or? I,
0: I, I wouldn't say I was a big fan. I think I was just aware yeah. and it became, though, much easier to not be aware in the last yeah, five yeah, yeah. years. Um, you know, being out here in the Bay Area and, you know, I think... I think Colin Kaepernick was both um, cause and and consequence. Like, we, it was already, it was happening. And it was a matter of just, you know, I tie it into the larger political and cultural polarization, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's felt for a few years like, you know, I still have a lot of friends who are super, super into football. But sure, um, it just felt more and more natural. And like I said, you know, it's not as much part of the conversation not as much relevant um we had the warriors to be preoccupied with for you know six seven years but this year because of the 49ers doing as well it sort of re-entered a lot of consciousness um including thinking more about Kaepernick um and Kaepernick is 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 football (laughs) you know this the story of Kaepernick is kind of the story of football for a lot of folks in my set in my area
1: yeah absolutely and um, I think, uh, one of the things that made this book particularly meaningful to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, was that it, um, well, there's a quote on the back from Ezra Clayton Daniels, his, um, his, uh, co-creator on Bottom mm-hmm. Feeders that yeah. talks about how it's a counterattack on our, uh, most insidious and absurd tribalisms. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can talk about football without talking about, or any sport really, without talking about its fans, and yeah, and certainly uh, in American sports, both call on a, coll- a collegiate and or even high school on any level, yeah, yeah, yeah. we 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 enmesh ourselves in communities, and um, mm. these communities have a way of like <clears throat> defining who we are, yeah, 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 uh, for better or for worse, and yeah, and yeah. this. And this certainly takes the the approach that that tribalisms in yeah. many forms, in most forms, yeah, yeah, have a negative effect. Yeah, and I really kind of appreciate that about this book. Um, yeah, yeah. As as the Super Bowl uh, uh, goes on, yeah. and it, and it's a very this is a satire. Um, this is yeah. Passmore doing a very uh, satirical look at the Super Bowl. This is the. Sure. The teams, the the birds versus the big whites, and there is no, there is no. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely uh, big whites for a reason. You know, they, they're the, they're white sharks, uh, but uh, yeah, they're called big whites for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and as the Super Bowl is played, uh, the folks in the city. Mm. And it's kind of odd that the city's, the uh, Super Bowl's, the actual one of the host, the teams is the host city. Right. But uh, the city ramps up for the eventual riot. Win or lose, right. they're going to riot. <laughs> gonna and they right. all have their different reasons. Some right. are tribal in the sense that uh, their team, win or lose, right. uh, they're going to riot. Or some are just like using those, the riots as a as a, an angle into some anarchy.
0: Sure.
1: Right. And some. And political expression. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a Black Lives Matter I think protest going on at the same time, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and this all like uh, comes to a a boil uh, yeah. as as the the game winning touchdown is scored. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And if you've read um, your black friend uh, Passmore has a talent for like really acerbic, like lampooning of even of you know progressive or or progressive um performative you know yep Um, oh absolutely yeah and and i think uh but also but also from a perspective you you get that he's not you know this isn't like a right-wing person making fun of Mm -hmm. of people but really trying to skewer the our our orthodoxies and and so he's got you know a couple of like radical folks anarchist folks um Mm -hmm. who are like you know uh happy to 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 dive into the 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 chaos right or the mm-hmm. the, the kind of and actually stir of up things. more yeah, stir yeah. up a little bit more um and then there's somebody who is uh really earnestly um you know campaigning for the colin kaepernick character who is the quarterback of this game to become president you know um right and then there's there's like a white white liberal couple white progressive couple that is uh the wokest of the woke <laughs> they are uh you know he keeps referring to her as my partner and mm-hmm. and uh, very protectively uh looking out for my partner and we love black people but also you can tell right. uh, very self-absorbed um and then and then a sort of you know nazi or what did they feel? i prefer crypto fascist like um, <laughs> right, little right. militia group and So a lot ensues as they all clash on this night. Um, But I I think um, it is, um, you know, probably from what we're describing, you can hear that it's very much, you know, how are our tribalisms and and our own sort of like self-righteous positions kind of um, ridiculous? How is it a big kind of circus or or, uh, in in these things where we place – so much representative import which you know you, you kind of have to look in the mirror about I mean you know this we're, we're coming off a week and this is obviously unplanned but where um, Kobe Bryant died and I, I keep not knowing how to position myself vis-a-vis that shock like last Sunday when we found out um, yeah yeah and 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 some you know there's a part of me that's like girl dad yeah that's me you know and like yeah. and getting really emotional thinking about his daughter and 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 then there's the part that also is sort of like reckoning with how we, we have to reckon with Bryant's, you know, rape his history and things like that. And and then just like, why is this outsized cultural figure so important to me and to us, you know, when there's a coronavirus, you know, like yeah. the, the threatening the world? And so, so it's just that that huge mix of levels of how we think about sports and and how much it matters to our identities isn't is swirling in my mind as I read this and so it's I don't know quite like I, I don't think I've arrived yet and maybe we will when we talk I don't, I don't think I've arrived at yet at what Passmore is doing or saying but it just seems to be like touching on those different you know layers yeah
1: it's important that you uh, that you mentioned he's touching on the layers because this isn't mm-hmm. a deep book there, there isn't mm-hmm. he's not it, he's not exploring you know the true nature of all these sides of the issues mm-hmm. and i don't yeah, yeah, i don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. i don't think that's really his forte anyway you mm-hmm. know he's mm-hmm. again he's very cutting and mm-hmm. and really he's very anarchic in the sense that he doesn't mm. he doesn't care which side he's lampooning it's it's all <laughs> worthy of lampooning sure, in his sure. in his eyes Huh. But uh, you know, again to that quote on the back, Ezra Clayton Daniels calls it cathartic, and mm. uh, at first you wonder if it's cathartic for the reader. But I, I feel like it's more cathartic for Passmore himself. This is an idea that mm. that he had, and he just kind of wanted to dash out, not think too much about, or not mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. devote too much like cultural critique. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just something mm-hmm. that he's you know this this buildup of of Kaepernick as this uh, figure of um you know larger than life like Kobe yeah. Bryant you know Messianic. he's he's bigger <laughs> he's bigger than the game that he's representing yeah, yeah. uh in many ways um mm. it's all um it's all just another tribalism you know it's all just mm. another way of like trying to attach ourselves to a community out of fear i mean we are a mm. you know we have um we are a, a, a beings that need we cannot be solitary. And, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think he, um, this has just kind of been stewing in, in him and, and he lets mm. it out all on the page. And I, I really kind of, mm. at first I was like, well, well, what about this? And what about, what about that? <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like, well, you know, by the end of the book, I'm like, well, it isn't about that. It's just about him mm. like experimenting and kind mm-hmm. of like throwing all of our, our, uh, political leanings and our, and our, you know, sports, uh, yeah. obsessions. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. in yeah. our, back in our faces. And I think that's, <laughs> that's worthy of talking about, even if it it is yeah. anything deep, it's just very, you know, uh, emotional. And again, like, mm. like Clayton Daniels says, it's cathartic.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I guess I would, I, I agree with you, I, but I would, um, uh, maybe challenge that idea of it not being deep, but only, I mean, well, I guess I put the, I put it this way. I think it, it's not deep in the sense that all comics is not deep because I think comics almost like are trying to do that you know what I mean like a political cartoon is not deep, but it is you know and and I think this sure. is in the same way it it is touching on these things it is throwing them out there it is that catharsis of expression of like isn't this ridiculous you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and like like the like the court jester or the gadfly is not trying to be so much deep in terms of like expositing some lengthy you know disquisition on a, a stance about something with backed with evidence and citations right yeah yeah like that's not this is not what comics does i think it does have an important role in the sense that there are things i mean like like comedy you know that are meant mm-hmm. to to sort of um sort of shed a different kind of light or or, or have us as readers speakers in a different position vis-a-vis ourselves we can only show ourselves truly and thoroughly when we can laugh at ourselves or be horrified by ourselves um Mm -hmm. even if it's not um lengthy and so is that deep i don't know (laughs) know? yeah i I, I don't know that i meant deep in the sense that it
1: uh yeah i I just there's certainly a lot of um there's not a lot of emotional depth it's all on the surface i feel like hmm, i don't think hmm. he's i don't think he's touching anything like um i don't. i don't i guess I don't know how to explain hmm. that bit but uh yeah anyway that hmm. it, it uh it didn't feel like um it wasn't a course in in tribalisms <laughs> is what i mean to say and i and i y- you know i i kind of push back a little bit i think comics can be deep i think i don't think yeah, that they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i don't think that they necessarily uh, excel you know our best comics are you know Little three-panel, you know, they get right to the heart of the the matter and
0: mm. move on. But I yeah. think they can be uh deep. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm certainly not saying that comics can't be deep. I, but it, but it's sort of like to to ask again the court jester who has an important sure, role sure. to be someone to be the court. I don't know, whatever. <laughs>
1: the court right, right, right
0: lawyer. You know, like that's just right, not right. what that's the what not what it's trying term, to do. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I, but I, I, I think that's, that doing comics like this is an important embrace of that role.
1: Um, Absolutely. Like exhibiting know. our, you know, how silly <laughs> we are, you know, in a comic <laughs> is definitely worthy of, you know, we're all worthy of ridicule and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sh- showing our, our true faces back to us. Yeah. And yeah. this is certainly done in the extreme, but, to, yeah. it gets the point across you know right
0: right right right. what right.
1: what is a super bowl and why do we care <laughs> 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 what if, what is it about these tribalisms that make it so important to our lives uh-huh, and again uh-huh. to the main character the the earnest character who wants you know the colin kaepernick figure to be yeah. president why why him <laughs> you know he's he's a guy that kneels and and not to say that that is all Kaepernick is. Clearly, he's not. But, mm, 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 mm. but uh, you know, they we put these people on pedestals. Mm. That uh, you know, maybe I don't know that Kaepernick was asking for that. You know,
0: mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe the the sort of joke in there is, or the subtle like ribbing is is you know, okay, we can ex- ex- uh, you know um, admire and. You know, wear a Kaepernick shirt. Yeah. Brought to you by Nike. But like, there's a kind of like he did not sign up to be president. He did not sign up to exactly. symbolize and represent like all of our hopes and and, and dreams. Exactly. Of, uh, and I think Passmore's kind of edging <clears> at <throat> that with that character. hmm mm-hmm, um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and the best part is when he's like getting up and rallying people, and the uh, I think it's the white <laughs> the white liberal woman is sort of like. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the presence of Dr. King himself, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, um, a little bit of funny shade at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, the, the book, um, I really love when it, uh, it's all, it all happens in a single night. But by the end of the night, yeah, like the, the Super Bowl stadium yeah. is now yeah. a camp for the white nationalists or sure. the, you know, the big whites. Right. Right. Uh, and all their followers, which is predominantly white, and uh, they're recreating this fabled Super Bowl the night the lights went out, right? And it, it, you know, already society has devolved into a like parody of itself, yeah. Doing yeah. these 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 pageants, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really smart turn on its head, like saying it's all mm. cyclical, it, mm-hmm. it's all coming back around, and and yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was a part where has more kind of lost me in the story but he, huh. towards the end there it, it picked back Brings up that and, back.
0: yeah 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 i agree i think around page 40 i'm a little bit like there's too much there's a lot of chaos intentional you know mm-hmm. and you're looking for it to land somewhere it does make me think uh, again back to like what comics are doing and and what like uh, the what is the sort of i don't know political expression that this is and and you know passmore does stuff for the nib and it reminds me of the nib you know like there's there's a way that it's a holding a mirror a lampooning mirror to to our our world and our orthodoxies and our you know our nonsense and when you get to page 40 of that though it's always tough you know like we're used to page 40 being a, a certain point in a narrative that for us it's hard it's hard to hold as a reader it's hard for me to kind of hold that together or I'm I'm used to a kind of emotional investment that I don't think you know. You're right. I think Passmore is not looking for that kind of emotional investment, but I agree with you that the ending kind of sticks that landing of it's still staying. It doesn't sort of you know uh, uh, divert into some kind of like sentimental thing, right? And I'm glad for sure, for, that, for sure. Yeah. I think it's doing something different, um, but it you know stays in that realm.
1: In fact, you know, even less than a sentimental ending there is almost no ending without giving anything away that you mm. know he just kind of in, the book just ends like yeah. you know yeah. society goes on you know <laughs> as, as warped and fragile as our society seems to be at times mm. you know it's still mm-hmm. you know the city is in flames
0: somebody <laughs> just says I don't
1: understand <laughs> you know and, right, right? and that, right. that feels really uh that feels like the author like mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> even uh-huh. a, a uh-huh. little bit
1: just kind of like screaming into the into the ether you
0: know sure sure yeah i mean it, to, and another way would be to pat you know and right like sure to, tend to have an answer for what is really actually just a lot of like how how the heck are we here you know exactly we, amidst
1: yeah. all this chaos and all these like tribes yeah you know either as a as a sport or as a political mm-hmm. arena Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, you know, even as a, you know, uh, the arena of race, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. how are we still here (laughs) amidst Mm -hmm. all this chaos of all these infighting and and Mm -hmm. just deliberate, uh, you know, willful uh, oppression of of groups not our own? Mm
0: -hmm, You know,
1: it's such a Mm -hmm. wild, uh, wild thing to even Mm. think about.
0: Yeah. You know, I have to tell you. When when thinking about this book, I I I don't think I was unemotional about it, because I think what he's sending up and in a way poking at is actually very close to home for me. Um, and maybe this is a product of working and living in Berkeley, you know, around yeah, Berkeley yeah, yeah. And, and Oakland, and so that sense of like people are are so convinced, and you can you, you even admire that. In some people, you know, or in some ways, people are so convinced of of their radicalism, you know, like I'll even say it's our radicalism, that um, it really does, it is kind of like all consuming. And then our, our sort of apocalyptic sense of how, like, what is becoming of our world and like, sure. you know, you don't know Trump supporters by, as actual human beings, you know them as just like dark energy surrounding you in this country somehow well, i'm in the yeah. midwest so i know them <laughs> exactly. as people so- exactly <laughs> exactly and, and so in a way in the way that passmore is kind of poking at those things mm-hmm. but i i feel i don't know maybe i feel a sort of kinship with that location where he's at where and so whatever he's working out does feel very um close to home and emotional for me not in the same way like whatever Uh, kobe like a dad (laughs) you know like it's not that that set of emotions it's actually that the sense of frustration or despair or or like what is this world that does feel like the the kind of things that haunt my you know my my dreams or my sense of um unsettledness or discomfort in in the world
1: the the fact that the self-righteousness of these groups or like the or just the lack of awareness of the other groups? Is that what is the... no? No, no. I think hun- it's the
0: fact that that's me. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> it's me and and, and sure. it's my loved ones. You know, like sure. um, I, I, you know, I have friends who are anarchists. You know, <laughs> anarcho syndicalists or whatever. You know, like right, and, right. and 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 I'm not trying to. Um, I, I think I, you know. I was just telling my wife yesterday, like. Yeah, like sometimes wh- whenever I think I'm a I'm a radical, I'm, I realize I'm <laughs> deeply compromised moderate. <laughs> and sometimes oh. and whenever I think I'm like a moderate, I'm not. You know, I'm actually yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and so uh, it, it it is. You know, this kind of like ethical jostling of like, who are we? Where are we? And then yeah. and then and then you know having been told by, you know. Um, some middle-class white person that like you don't know (laughs) you know like let me inform you about your own oppression or whatever you know like the um that experience as well as the experience of like wow it it really does feel like i you know it's it's so much chaos that i don't know if we can be earnest at all (sighs) you know like that feels very real to me in my in my experience
1: yeah i definitely think that the it, it was interesting to, to read him, like, parody the, the, the layers in which we are fractured. Like, mm, we can't mm, even mm. be, like, we can't even be liberals together. We have to be, like, how liberal are you? Are you a moderate liberal? Are you a progressive liberal? Are you a socialist? Are you a communist? Like, even those factions, at sure. least on my in my perspective... Yeah, uh, seem very like fractured and infighting, yeah. and yeah. you know, tribalistic. You know, yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. the you know the other half of the you know uh, spectrum seems right. unified. You know, in,
0: <laughs> in a very right. large tribe, the, the collective lemming like ignorance as we defend, well, yeah. you know, and acquit the the president. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. It, again, it the book has a i think has a has a good way of of uh bringing the chaos of
0: mm, 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 our mm, mm.
1: our uh the factions you know just mm. not being able to come together on anything like mm, mm. you know the the woke the white woke white liberals mm. hey can we please not use you know <laughs> the, the you know can we can we please have a moment of you know peace and yes no loot should we really be looting at this time you know just all yeah. the all the ways in which we can never seem to agree on anything yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah i i i i um i i think that that is very much what the energy of this book is but but i think i'd also add like to me the tone of it um is really important cuz you, you know you can say that with your own like either a finger wagging feeling or a certain like your own self-righteousness and i and I, I just think this it's really important to hold up for me like comics value as you know and this maybe gets a little bit to the carnivalesque stuff we were talking about last week you know like as a medium that has a a broad path for uh, there's a, a moment in here that's i feel like a tribute to crazy cat you know mm-hmm. and uh you know they, they throw a brick at the at the police um oh yeah <laughs> and so it's a very Zoom. like yeah it's a very exactly Zip. it's a very kind of crazy cat and, and and that illusion and a bunch of other stuff in here really makes me feel like it's it, you know pastmores embracing comics as its own kind of anarchic um you know I'm, I'm i'm not trying to moralize or or make a point i'm actually just like deconstruct 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 you know um yeah and, absolutely and with a yeah. with a very tongue-in-cheek you know kind of uh, a tone about it and that's what you that's all again i think that goes
1: back to you know the 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 way in the way that it in which it's cathartic it's it feels Mm -hmm. like it's on an emotional level more than like Mm -hmm. any sort of like uh like super heavy
0: critique Uh, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. i mean
1: it is a critique but it's Mm uh you know it's not like
0: a rational
1: exactly right Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 he's having
1: fun with something that is not fun at all it's in fact you know (laughs) a very dark aspect of our collective humanity so yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 and and sometimes you got to do that yeah sometimes that's the only thing to say and uh so i i like the hell too (laughs) because you know hell is both like the exaggeration you know it's like Mm -hmm. so extreme and also kind of like really what hell it like the, the good place just ended do you watch it do you watch the good big fan of the good place i was,
1: <laughs> I was crying big stupid oh drippy that,
0: tears that finale we just watched it but i mean i that movie is i mean sorry that show is fun in that it really kind of makes you like the good play heaven and hell as like these extremes of what we think of as goodness or or bad and just kind of playing with that you know sure a little bit of of the, uh, of playing with these extremes of, uh, of a hellscape, you know? And yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I like it. I, I, I think also it's a fool's errand. What we're trying to do is put into words something that like, if I would have, if I went to be an essay, I would have written an essay, but it's not, <laughs> it's a comic. Yeah, so, yeah. And, 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 uh, and so it's got to speak for itself in some ways, but, um, yeah, I've, ultimately,
1: I've, yeah, mm. ultimately I, I, I dug it. Um, mm i I wished at times there was some more meat on its bones, but it is what it is you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know I can appreciate it on the level that it that it stands you know it's mm-hmm. it's i think it's just past more like airing his grievances against you know <laughs> our tribes and the yeah. way we form them, even you know as something as silly as, mm-hmm. as football and what but what that but again what that means to the larger culture so mm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean what else is there to do? I I guess partake, which is what we'll be doing tomorrow. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or a week ago. No, last never. week. Last week. We <laughs> yeah, last week. What well, we did last week. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah? Good uh yeah, this was fun talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Good talk. About, and uh, uh sports. So. If if sports as hell isn't your thing, I think you're a black friend or <laughs> oh, yeah. or uh bottom, bottom feeders. feeders. Yeah. Uh also, you know, Ben Passmore really uh, does well floating in that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the critique of, of modern society and, yeah. and uh, through his special lens. So Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, maybe this is the difference between Paul at 30 and Paul at almost 40. I think when I was 30, I'd be like, let me read more. Like, t- like two-thirds of my reading is, is something like commute or something like criminal and then like a tiny bit of my reading is this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that yeah. maybe that's that has flipped and uh it's a product of our, our world changing but also me getting older and needing comics to do something else for me, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean I think as we all get older, nonfiction becomes more of a and now this is certainly fiction, but
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know,
1: the very loose uh fiction. I think it's <laughs> you know, that takes a lot of a lot of aspects of our reality but you know, as we get older, we want nonfiction stimulates us more. And mm-hmm. as you said earlier, Ben Passmore is part of the NIB, and a lot of his mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. other creators on the NIB really speaking to our current state of affairs Yeah. is really yeah. what I'm. You know, really uh, a lot. I definitely wouldn't have been reading the NIB at 20 or <laughs> or maybe even 30 as much. So yeah, but I think you know the current state has made us all a little more. <sighs>
0: aware oh, craziness yeah johnny these check-ins are are really good for me i like this yeah yeah <laughs> uh folks should That's join good. us uh every every two weeks for for these comics chats
1: <laughs> and chime in uh on uh on the uh comment section at the uh multiversity comics or yep their twitter feeds That's come right. harass us Harass Actually, me, don't harass Paul. <laughs> He's too nice a guy.
0: I just like to, I just like to talk about stuff I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm very, very scared of negative energy. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm thin-skinned. I even feed on, on negative energy. <laughs> Johnny, that's why we're together. That's why yeah, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. It's a good time. Yep. Good talk, Paul. All right.